Mark My Words shares Mark Homer's contrarian views on investing, business, finance, economics, and all things money. Mark interviews the world's most successful business, finance, and money experts, as well as imparting his knowledge in a factual, direct, and no-nonsense manner. Welcome to Mark My Words, and here is your host, Mark Homer. Hello and welcome, Mark Homer here. I'm going to go through what I think is going to happen in 2020. We've had huge changes in 2023. Um, you would have thought coming out of the pandemic, the market would have been normalizing, but we've had lots of inflation, we've had lots of rent rises. We've had a property market that's been falling in terms of capital values, the prices that you pay for the property. So what do I think is going to happen in 2024? So I'm going to stick my neck out here and I'm going to say that for the end of 2024, I think house price falls will moderate and stabilise. Therefore, I think from top to bottom, you'll probably have seen house price falls of somewhere around 15 to 20%. I know the national sort of uh, statistics might not show that number, but on the ground, at the coalface, when you're actually bidding on properties, I think you'd probably be able to buy them in most areas for 15 to 20% cheaper uh, that you could, than you could do in early 2022. So I think towards the end of 2024, I think that will stabilise and the falls will end. Prediction number two. Um, I think that rent rises will continue through 2024. Clearly we had not many rent rises up to 2016, so I got into this game maybe about 04. Little three bed I rented then in 04 was rented at 450 a month. You go all the way to 2016, which is 12 years later, that same three bed was only renting for about 550 a month. That's because lots of landlords have been coming into uh, buy to let, they'd been buying properties and there was plenty of supply. Um, fast forward past 2016, we had Brexit uh, and more significantly we've had the pandemic, inflation rising, therefore interest rates shooting up and, and Section 24 which was announced in 2016 has meant that lots of landlords have been leaving and less landlords have been buying properties. Uh, therefore along with stamp duty changes uh, this has meant there's been less supply. Less supply has meant that that property that was rented in 2004 for $450, when 2016 was 550 is now something like £1,000 a month. So from 16 to now, we've seen an almost doubling of rent in this area. Now, some people would just say that that's you know, been catching up because obviously it didn't do much in the preceding 12 years around here. But the reality is that interest rate rises and lots of landlords leaving the sector because of that and tax changes um, has meant that there is less supply and that's pushed rents up. And I don't think we're done with that yet. I think into 2024 that continues. I think there's still a lot of supply. I think net migration in this country was over 750,000 people for the last year. It's quite staggering. Um, you know, it, was, it was over, I think, 616,000 the year before. Um, so lots of people net, more people are coming to this country than leaving uh, to the tune of over 750,000 more, um, which is a huge number considering uh, you have a population of, of 70 million here, roughly, that we know about. Um, so I think those rent rises continue. Uh, lack of house building, uh, the government doesn't really seem interested in um, changing the planning system significantly. 
Um, even though they, they come out with these announcements, a lot of it is a drop in the ocean in terms of adding a lot of new stock to the market. I don't think it will do that. Um, so we just continue with these, these um, the lack of supply uh, and I think rent rises will continue. So prediction number three, I think linked with that, um, lots of landlords have been leaving the sector because they can see the Section 21 being repealed uh, and the newspapers like to um, kick landlords and, and like to say, well, this is uh, the, the renter's reform bill, which um, means that uh, no fault evictions are going to be banned. Therefore, that's got to be a good thing. Well, it's not quite that simple. Uh, the reality is that when a tenant stops paying rent, lots of landlords will use the uh, Section 21, which means that um, you can evict a, a tenant for any reason. Whereas if a landlord could do uh, as efficiently, they would just use the Section 8, which is eviction for uh, non-payment of rent. I know we, we use the Section 21 a lot. So why, why do landlords want to evict um, tenants other than if they're selling the property? Well, usually they don't, uh, unless they're selling or moving back in. As long as the tenant's paying the rent, uh, and not causing major issues, then usually landlords just want to continue. So most landlords, is, landlords are um, using the Section 21 eviction process because tenants have stopped paying the rent or, or are in arrears of some, of, of some form. So the government has finally acknowledged this and they have said that instead of introducing the Section 21, um, as they were going to, they're now going to delay it until the courts are working as efficiently as they should be and therefore landlords can use the Section 8 to evict for uh, rent arrears. And I think that is a benefit to, to landlords and I think lots of landlords who have been leaving the sector will see that as a great benefit. Uh, and I would, I would have thought that less people will probably sell now. But of course, this is like an oil tanker. You've got to get this news out there landlords, market participants have got to believe that it's right and, that, and the media has got to then disseminate this information effectively. Um, so it's not suddenly going to change the situation. So I think rent rises will continue into 24. Uh, I think you're not suddenly going to see lots more landlords buying than selling. I don't think that position changes quickly, but it's certainly a step in the right direction. Prediction number four. Well, Wendy Whitaker-Large, who used to be one of the great trainers at Progressive, has been campaigning to get uh, single room banding uh, rules amended. The VOA have been going around the country and in specific areas they've really been focusing on taking HMO rooms and deciding that each one of them is liable for council tax at, at band A instead of banding the whole house at say band D or E. Uh, the reality of this is in this area, each individual room has been liable for council tax um, at, at about £900 per, per annum, instead of the whole house uh, being liable for council tax at, say, £1,500 or, or £1,600, which is a huge increase. This has certainly affected m some areas more than others, uh, and the VOA have been active uh, in this vein in, in some areas more than others, but it's very arbitrary. They do it to certain properties that they knew about, not to other properties. They were getting information from some councils and, and not from other councils. Uh, and thankfully, the central government have decided that this is not on. Uh, this is causing a big increase in rents for uh, people who are renting rooms. Um, and it's driving landlords out of the sector. So 
they have clarified the rules, they are uh, changing the rules, and I think in 2024 we're likely to see this matter get closer to a conclusion, and therefore I think the VOA will be repealing these rules, uh, and therefore you'll be able to get a HMO uh, property where tenants are sharing facilities, uh, banded under one council tax band, say D, E, F, whatever it might be, um, to bring that council tax bill down significantly, which I think is another step in the right direction. Prediction number five. Well, it's been announced that there's going to be a consultation, which I think will come in 2024, uh, to allow you to take a house and split it into two apartments. Uh, this consultation uh, will probably come out in January or February, and as with most government consultations, usually it ends up um, becoming a reality, and I suspect this will go into the general permitted development order um, next year, and you'll probably have to go through um, a, uh, a standard sort of 56-day prior approval process to apply to convert a house into two apartments. But this is a big thing. There are lots of areas, especially more sort of valuable areas around the country, where councils will resist you converting um, houses into two flats. They'll use parking. Maybe they'll say that there'll be antisocial behavior. They'll say it's sort of not in keeping with the area or, 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 or whatever sort of local excuse they'll use. And I think this will remove uh, lots of the avenues that councils have got to go down to um, refuse planning consent to do such um, conversions. It doesn't necessarily mean uh, it's going to be open season, you can do it everywhere because there may be some Article 4 direction orders removing this, but this is a huge thing. Uh, I don't think it'll work on sort of lower value properties. We've got lots of sort of 150, 200,000 pound properties here. And I think the cost of conversion uh, of an apartment um, or a house into two apartments in say the lower value areas of Peterborough won't really work. You might get two apartments that, that may be worth, I don't know, 100,000 each, making the house worth 200,000. But you know, before you did the conversion, the house was worth 160 and the conversion might cost you 60 grand. So that's not going to add up. But if you look in higher value areas, certainly around, you know, within the M25, you get a house, maybe a five, six, seven hundred thousand pound house or more, where there is more land value. Certainly where I live around Stamford, I think that would work. It won't work on listed buildings. It probably won't work in conservation areas. Uh, or, or may work in conservation areas, but I, I think almost definitely not listed buildings. I think they won't allow you to do it on those. Um, but you know, I think in those higher value areas where the land value is higher, uh, I think the cost of conversion um, will be worth spending uh, because the, the uplift in value uh, will be enough on, on the two flats. So I think that's coming next year. I think that's going to be a good thing. And I think there will be a rush next year to, um, for, for developers to find houses uh, that will work for conversion like that, that are sort of configured in that way. Um, so I'd keep your eyes peeled uh, and I'd get, I'd get viewing and bidding on houses, big houses that you can convert to two flats. Prediction number six. Now, the government have confirmed that um, you're not going to have to meet the EPC rating of C in 2025. This was a big deal. Something else that was driving landlords um, out of um, this sector. Um, so, so it looks like you're going to be able to continue to let your properties with an EPCE or better. 
Um, and therefore, I think this makes lots of properties which weren't viable for buy-to-let suddenly viable again. So I think more and more investors are going to be looking at those properties, maybe some that are uh, even an F, that don't cost too much to turn them into an E, or, or maybe properties that already are an E. Um, I do think you have to sort of think more in the medium term, just because the government says that you don't need an EPCC now. I suspect it will come in the future, so just bear that in mind. If you are buying and refurbing, always try, you know, if it's cost effective, to, to nudge, um, you know, those EPC, that EPC band up on your property, try and get it to a C or better. Uh, but it does make a lot more properties viable uh, and properties that were maybe a little bit cheaper because of the EPC rating suddenly start to work. So I would be looking at properties like that for refurb um, and conversion into a, a buy-to-let property. So I hope you've got value out of my predictions for 2024. I think it's going to be an exciting year. I'm certainly looking to do plenty of purchases next year. That has been Mark Homer over and out. <laughs>